0: welcome aboard the bk escape pod that's right it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show you can hear saturdays from 10 a.m till 12 p.m eastern on 100.3 fm and am 1450 wbhf radio you can stream the show live there saturdays at wbhfradio.org or on the free tune-in app look out here we go
1: The following has been rated PG by the motion picture industry's rating system. Parents may consider that some of the programmed content may be unsuitable for children. Parental guidance is therefore suggested.
2: hope you ain't the only one that belongs to a secret club. You ain't bees in one, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. You know what she is? She's keeper of the Sanka. What? <laughs> Sanka. The coffee that's made from a whole new blend of the world's finest coffees. And at the beginning of the meeting, the president says, B Taylor. Did you remember to bring the Sanka coffee? And Aunt B says,
1: <laughs>
2: And the president says, B, Taylor, if you ever forget to bring new Sanka that's still 97% caffeine free, you know what'll happen? And Aunt B says, uh, Curse of the clock? You better know it. So she always remembers to bring Sanka so the members can drink as much as they want anytime they want. Oh, Wendy, well, what kind of a story is that to tell the boy? That's okay, Aunt B. I hear them stories every week. <laughs> Try and use cycle. the coffee for folks who love good coffee and plenty of it. I appreciate it, and good night.
0: I know, I, half the audience coffee, is like, Coffee, coffee, coffee. Now, come on, we talked about that earlier. We're not going to open that can will, of coffee. Worms I will tell you again, this. I got into a little debate with my daughter because
3: my two oldest, who are big coffee drinkers, right? they started drinking it black, and they go, oh, my God, this is so good black. I'm like, isn't it? <laughs> So for years we were all drinking black coffee. And then all right. of a sudden my daughter comes and she's like, "Do you have that creamer?" I'm like,
0: "Wait." Oh, wait, she backtracking. "When did you?" She it?
3: goes, "You know, I forgot Uh-oh. how good it can taste to have creamer." I'm like, "Well, yes, desserts are great, but they're not good for you." <laughs> well,
0: she all goes, right. "Well, so right people now, still eat them, though, and they're good for she the says, the right the now. Treat. I
3: feel like a treat."
0: <laughs> you feel like a treat. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs>
3: Now I'll tell you this, when I do go out and meet a client at a coffee shop, I will occasionally, because I want something a little different, I'll get like a cappuccino, which is going to be frothed with milk, and then I'll right. say add French vanilla to it, because to me it's a treat now, it's not really a and coffee. And
0: plus, plus it massages the uh, the client, you know, it's kind of like yeah. kind of like uh, greasing the wheels there, yeah. you know, making a little happy. I could give him happy. a cup of coffee
3: or... Here's your cappuccino. And, and what if they
0: don't like horrible strong black coffee? That may be a bad first impression on that client Correct. from you. You don't want them to do that. On
3: the flip so. side, I don't know that I want to work for somebody who doesn't you, like would, black. Yeah, coffee. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but come on. Would you rather err on the on the on the side no, of give them something the sweet? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather win the business. Be sweet first. Come on, be a sweet guy. Have that. Have you, the sugar and the cream in you there. You
3: collect more flies with honey than by, vinegar.
0: By the way, I saw a new. Coffee, coffee, okay. Coffee Mate is e- they're evil at the at the offices of Coffee Mate. The the the, the, the creamer added. There a new flavor. There's a new flavor, and you know what it is because I posted it this morning because it's Saturday morning, and it fits right in with Saturday morning. It is Coffee Mate Pop Tarts flavor. Which Pop Tarts though? I don't all know. It, no, I just had no, it. No, I just had a Pop Tart on there. I don't know what the flavor was. I didn't look at the close up. But it, the fact—Who cares if it's just Pop Tart flavor? They have all kinds of co- but, coffee mate, They're evil. They sit around the table and go. My favorite is the
3: brown sugar cinnamon. That's Pop-Tart. right.
0: That, maybe that. I'll have to delve into it. Maybe at the break we'll check. But we'll try to find it. My backup
3: would be the frosted strawberry.
0: Strawberry is good. I even like the pop. You know, I love Pop Tarts. Even the off brands that were called uh, Toastums. It was the other brand. It wasn't off brand. It was Toasties. just another brand. Toast-ums? I think it was toast-ums, toastums, I think, as they call it. and And to me, they're like, do you like the iced topping or not? I'm like, I didn't care. If, <laughs> if they, it didn't have iced topping and it still had the filling, pop it out of the uh, of the toaster. I'm ready to go with a glass of milk. Give it to me. I loved it. Was that by Pillsbury? I don't know. Pop-Tarts made... is a national brand, but I don't know who made Toastums. Well, Pop-Tarts done by Kellogg's. Is it Kellogg's? Okay, I don't so know who I did Toastums. There was
3: one that for a while they're like where kellogg's uses preserved <laughs> gels and it's right it all natural and i was like oh yeah it tasted more like a like a pastry with jam in it <laughs> it didn't taste like a pop-tart because as a kid right it doesn't taste like a pop-tart it may right. be great for me maybe right. it's even better tasting now as an adult but well for me it's got a that was like
0: post post cereals and kellogg's were, were always at odds with each other uh, mm-hmm. when i was a kid Kellogg's would have Raisin Bran. Post would have their version of it. And I think the right. Post came out first, before Kellogg's. I but know. I think Kellogg's Corn Flakes came out before Post Toasties came out, was their version of Corn Flakes. So they're always, everyone has their own version of stuff when and they come out. they're very similar. You would have
3: Post would do the uh, Sugar Crisp, or whatever, now it's Honey Crisp, right? I guess. And then Kellogg's had the Frog, and it was, right. now that's Honey Smacks.
0: Right. So they used to be called Sugar Smacks. As a kid... I didn't care, just so I got my bowl of cereal, hey, man. Sugar it's puff cereal, I'll eat it.
3: <laughs> corn flakes, I'll eat it. <laughs> that's all I rice cake, I, I don't care. I don't care if it was rice, corn, or
0: wheat. Well, so we went from yeah, coffee, yeah, coffee to cereal, to coffee to Pop Tarts to cereal. That's, Welcome that's to food talk for mo- the And it's Saturday morning. That's exactly fits the template of this program perfectly. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here every Saturday. I'm glad that you're out there listening. I'm glad that we're all here having a good time. I look forward all week, and I think all week, man, I'm going to have such fun Saturday. I can't wait. And, and, it, and it gets into my thoughts, and I start thinking, what are we going to do Saturday? It's going to be so fun. i got to do this, and i got to do that. I never, ever I've, – I've, I've come into this job – Feeling just as terrible and bad as I can feel, whatever way. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't COVID or anything. But I came in here. I would come in here feeling so bad. But the minute I come in here and start doing this, I feel good and it lifts me up. And it's such a fun thing to do. Find something that you love that's fun and do it. I don't care what it is, because mm-hmm. that you know what they they discovered that they would take they would take uh, the people that like dogs. That is, they would take um, trained dogs around the kids and they still do into uh, St. Jude's and whatever with kids with cancer or whatever and they would take people with the with with dogs in there because they find out if you're if it makes you feel good it, it does something to treating what you have. Mm-hmm. All that, all that, and there is some truth to that. I mean, if you're if you feel bad and you're depressed and you're in a bad mood, don't you get sick easier or quicker? is in that the thing? Are you more susceptible to stuff? You're, that's what when I've always read. When
3: you're stressed and depressed. You wear your immune system right,
0: down. Right, right, and that's why you and I, for a, for a while anyway, you more than me, used to do um, stage live theater at community theater locally, mm-hmm. and it never failed. And I never did. The whole time I would be in a play, doing a play, whether it be one weekend, two weekends, or three weekends, I I never got sick. It was always right after the play was over, if I was going to catch something, that's when I got it because it was (laughs) over. And it's so weird how it timed that way. So there must be some truth into that shield that your body has.
3: Yeah, when you're Over having a stuff good time. like that, so I do it, think staying positive, staying upbeat is always. Uh, doctors will tell you, you will heal heal faster if you're laughing and in a good spirit than if you're down and depressed.
0: And didn't we do a story not too long ago about how uh, visiting nostalgia things help you help you stay in a better frame of mind? Yes. Didn't we? Didn't we look that it up? It brings
3: back that? childhood happy memories. So yeah.
0: So check in here 10 a.m. till noon. Every Saturday with BK on the air, Such no matter how you listen to it, and I'll help you. I'll help your spirit stay up, and we'll help heal you, you. I'll help you stay healthy. <laughs> Be healed. <laughs> now I'll raise your blood pressure about a couple of things, I'm sure here and there, because I know mine get raised about things. But yeah, that's what we do here. I, I like to think I'm providing a public service, either with this show or the podcast that it gets turned into. If you've never heard the podcast, it's the show, and uh, I just turn it into a podcast. I got a lot coming up on the program today. We'll talk about an actor that passed away that I was a big fan of, and saw him all over the place on television. in in the 70s and some of the early 80s. Uh, A show has been renewed for another season. Wow, what season? Seasons 35 of this show. It's been on 35 years, but it got renewed. And uh, a public domain work has gone, uh, a a literary work has gone into the public domain. I got a lot. Look at the stack. I speak down here.
2: A lot of you moms don't know there's a lot of good inside Kellogg's Pop-Tarts toaster pastries. There is? Sure. First of all, there are six Pop-Tarts inside. Six? That's good. And there's real fruit filling inside, plus a tasty pastry crust. Hey, that's good, Milton. And six vitamins and iron. Well, now that's very good. (laughs) You see, for snacks or as part of a good breakfast, it's good to know there's a lot of good inside Kellogg's Pop-Tarts. If you thought you could never be frightened by a television movie, watch what happens to the citizens of Salem's Lot. Is something evil killing the people in Salem's Lot, or are they killing each other? Run! No! A terrifying three-hour special movie presentation Tuesday. Watch it with someone you trust. This is CBS. man's most magnificent achievement in the conquest of space. The man-made planetoid, Space Academy. Founded in the star year
3: 3732.
2: Here we have gathered young people from the farthest reaches of all the known worlds. They have been chosen for their unique abilities and are being trained to cope with the mysterious, the unknown, the unpredictable dangers lurking in the vast darkness of space.
1: When it comes to shows about movies and comic books, heroes and crazy news, I tune in to BK on the Air from 10 to noon,
2: Saturdays.
0: Hey, we're back. It's PK on the air. A little uh, Saturday morning memory snuck in there from Filmation. Used to be on the CBS every Saturday morning. Boy, okay. it was a great show, and I loved watching Space Academy every Saturday morning back I'm in the day. I'm
3: probably wrong.
0: You got to guess who the narrator was His there? Hopefully.
3: accent wasn't like I remember hearing, but there was a moment where it sounded like a young Dr. Smith
0: wasn't a young Dr. Smith, it was an older Dr. Smith. Really? Yes, because it's Dr. Smith. That show was on in the mid-70s. Austin Space was on in the 60s. For some, so maybe, that was his voice. Was uh, that Jonathan Harris? That was Jonathan Harris, yes it was. Okay, you got so, it right.
3: I was used to him hearing that sort of almost British undertone voice when he would, oh, the pain, the pain. But it was, that
0: was him doing Dr. Smith's voice, but yeah.
3: I I'm shocked. <laughs> I am I am shocked.
0: But that's good. You recognized who it was. There I you go. I got, you got you were, my
3: one anyway. right thing today, and I will now be wrong. And it wasn't even else. a quiz.
0: <laughs> sorry. I just it wasn't wait. even a quiz. And I was going to go sorry. pick
3: lottery numbers, and I wasted it on that. Well, you that. can still do
0: that, though, because if you win. <laughs> no, by, the way, wrong now. by the way, I've got... S- Another reason I'm glad that I got so many friends is I'd like to think that if my friends won big in the lottery, that I would get a little something out of it. <laughs> Depending scary. on how much it is, you know, I mean, whatever, you know, if somebody wins $50 million or a billion dollars from the lottery, 1000000000 I'd like to think, because sometimes it gets up that high. It did. yeah. Every now and then, I mean, the... the 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 signs on the billboards never say a billion. It just says nine 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 because that's as far as they go. You know, if it's nine nine nine, it's over a billion. So, I like to think, but I also like to think that people know that if I won, if Mrs. Bk and I won the lottery, that we'd spread around the wealth too. And she made a good point. She's like, think about it. If we win the lottery now, or maybe if we're sixty, think about it we'll never spend it all i said we could blow it and that'd be terrible but we'd never sensibly spend it all so give it away in a way that the government can't get get a hold of it if we win you know it's like do it now and just keep enough for us just to live Funny. comfortably for the rest Sounds of our lives. Like the exact conversation can do that. with my
3: mom i'm like what are yeah. you doing to make sure that the government didn't get this
0: because <laughs> they'll snatch it man they they'll will. get it
3: <laughs> they already think it's theirs
0: Cause like uh, oh oh you you've paid money all your life with taxes and worked hard and everything oh when you die you're gonna to have to pay again I'm like how come it's a penalty if I die right <laughs> I'm penalized twice one I'm dying and number two right. you're gonna take uh, half of my money of uh, inheritance tax away before anybody can get it that I want to have it I think yes. that's a little unfair don't you I agree what what did Scarlet Scarlet Witch tell Doctor Strange in the multiverse of Venice? that doesn't, doesn't seem, seem fair, fair does, does it? it no it doesn't <laughs> Well, I talked, I teased earlier that a, uh, and a lot of people have covered it this week, but I can't cover it until Saturday because my show only comes on once a week. Uh, a, a fairly well-known actor passed away this week that I was a fan of. I'm very aware of his uh, of his work, and you may remember him, too, after you hear, you may not, the name may not ring a bell, but once I tell you what he was in, you may remember who he was. Lance Kerwin, actor, dies at 62. This particular story comes from Variety.com. He starred in the TV series James at 15, As Mark Petrie, the teen who becomes a vampire hunter in Stephen King's miniseries, Salem's Lot. He was also in that. He was the kid in Salem's Lot. Hmm. The original movie, he died Tuesday in San San Clemente, California. He was 62, an autopsy to determine the cause of death is being conducted according to his daughter, Savannah. Now, Kerwin began his career as a child actor, pri- known primarily for his roles in television and film, including the TV movie The Boy Who Drank Too Much. I remember that as well. It was a drama, you know, and as a kid, you that's see stuff like my, that. That's uh, my biography. Like, is it an that's 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 autobiography? Terrible. Okay. I know that. The Boy Who Drank Too Much. I-, I knew that, but I wasn't going to say it on the air, but you said it. <laughs> Uh, he also played in, like I said, James at 15 and James at 16. They changed the name of it in the se- season two, of course, because James was, was a year older. Now, Kerwin starred as James Hunter, James at 15 and James at 16, first premiering in 1977. James at 15 followed a young teenage boy fascinated with photography and was forced to move with his family from Oregon to Massachusetts. The series would go on to face controversy after airing an episode when James engages in a premarital sex and loses his virginity. This is... 1977 uh, television, by the way, that was Hmm. maybe commonplace now, but it wasn't at one point. Uh, That sparked thousands of letters and protests back at the time. Now, the struggling team story. Would be continued on James at 16 in the next season and air with 21 episodes on NBC during 1977 and 78 season. The series was notable in that it faced issues of the day and most shows about teenagers during the 70s starred actors in their 20s, such as Happy Days. Yeah, we knew that. Even actors in their 20s and late 20s and maybe 30s Mm -hmm. acted as teenagers in Greece. (laughs) That's the one thing no one could really accept about Grease.
3: The adults and the principals look the exact That's same right. age. <laughs> Although James yeah, at 15
0: only lasted two seasons, Kerwin's starring role would turn him into a teenage heartthrob. At the time, the teen sensation was adored by millions, and during the 1970s, it helped him land multiple cover stories in fan magazines, including Tiger Beat. Remember Tiger Beat and some of those teen yes. magazines? Teen you and I, we man. never got them. They weren't, for, honestly, they weren't for guys. So I, I, I knew, knew of them. it. Uh, in, a, in a 2019 interview, he talked about working with Toby Hooper on Salem's Lot, who he said was a, a whole different level for most directors that I had worked with before, he said about Toby Hooper. And I, I, some people keep forgetting that Toby Hooper directed Salem's Lot, the TV miniseries, which if you go back and visit and watch Salem's Lot, it really does play because it was a miniseries at the time, it uh, was a two-night, yeah, yeah, and uh, and it plays like a, a motion picture now. It was shot like on film. It was shot on motion picture film stock. It just looks more like a, a TV, a, a, a real cinema film than a um, than a TV movie. Um, he said one scene that was pretty interesting was the bedroom scene in Salem's Lot when the vampire boy, I think it was Danny Glick, comes to the window saying, "Let me in, let me in." You remember the scene? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the, where he's floating in this in the? Uh, in the fog, and he's tapping on his window, yeah. and he's got the glowing eyes and stuff. It's a nightmarish image, and people still, you know, hate that scary image. He said, for that entire scene, the film was running backwards in the camera. Now, we started at the end and walked backwards all the way to the beginning where I'm in the bed and opened my eyes. So, in order to make that scene work, playing. In, uh, playing forward they filmed it backwards so it looked because they had the kid on a gurney behind him pulling floating him up to the window it was it looked better on film when they filmed it backwards and pulled him away from the window and played it in reverse hmm. it, they, they do scenes like that in some films and some television sometimes uh, he says the reason that it seems like there's something different something weird about it is that it's it's backwards and he goes the smoke the fog is flowing differently in that scene because of the way the scene was shot. Now, that was an interview he gave. Now, through the 70s, the James at 15 actor appeared in a variety of television series and TV movies, including Wonder Woman, Insight, The Family Holvac, and uh, Young Joe, the Forgotten Kennedy. A lot of of 70s and things. He was a very busy guy over a short period of time. One of his last roles was in the 1995 movie Outbreak. And he returned to the screen last year in The Wind and the Reckoning, which I was not familiar with. But I do remember Outback. Was that about the the, the monkey uh, outbreak of, uh, of disease? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was in there? Was it Dustin Hoffman Dustin in Dustin Hoffman. Okay. I don't think I saw that. I need to watch that. says he later became a youth pastor in California and Hawaii. Kerwin was born on November 6, 1960 in Newport Beach, California, and started appearing on TV as a young teen in such shows as Little House on the Prairie, Emergency, and uh, Cannon. The uh, the the detective series canon with William Conrad. So yeah, Lance Kerwin, uh, a, a an actor uh, that I remember fondly from the seventies, just from my generation, passes away at sixty two. Again, cause of death not listed. Now, there's another actor that kind of falls under the same radar as him, like a seventies uh, actor named Ike. How do you pronounce his name? Ike Eisenman. Do you remember Ike Eisenman? He played Scotty's nephew in Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan. Okay. That I know. kid. And he was in Escape from Witch Mountain, that those movies. You remember gotcha. that guy? Okay. He was really good friends with Lance and I think did a lot of stuff with him. I think he did a series or a TV movie with him. I don't know, maybe they're close to the same age, but he posted on Twitter about how devastated it was to hear mm. about him passing away. So another actor. And again, he wasn't he wasn't a a household name like Harrison Ford or or Robert De Niro or something like that, but he's one of those actors that I remember. As a kid, I remember his face. You'd probably remember him as, if I showed him a picture of I him. Mean, you just remember the kid from Salem's Lot. I'm just Salem's Lot. But he was in so many things. And you, you see all it. those
3: other shows, I never even heard of James at 15.
0: Yeah, and they were pretty kind of big at the time. They didn't last long, but it was pretty impactful and drama, uh, dramatic. And probably the way they because did it.
3: when it came out, I was six.
0: And it may have not have lasted long for the controversy that it presented because back then people would reject that like oh, I can't, I can't, i'm not letting my kids watch that right. i can't watch that that's controversial i can't watch that now michael gray our buddy from mm-hmm. shazam who's friend of the program friend of me he's a good pal of ours um i texted him um this week and he goes yeah i heard about lance that's bad because he was in an episode of shazam with him called brothers mm-hmm. and he remembered he remembered lance and i don't know if he stayed in contact with him and he'd falling onto hard times or something and they didn't go into detail about it so um and i it was hard to recognize him at later appearances at conventions when he would sign you know do interviews and sign autographs i'm like that's lance Kerwin. okay i wouldn't have known that unless Mm -hmm. you had told me that so some people just things happen and there's nothing you can do about it so Another actor has passed away. It's BK on there. Uh, we're gonna we're getting close to the bottom of the hour here. We're gonna flash the audience when we come back with the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. I don't have a lot of time to get into anything in depth, but I talked about a show that got renewed. There's a literary work from a great <laughs> writer. That's very legendary that has fallen back into the public domain this year. I'm gonna tell you oh. about that. Did you hear about that? Yes. Okay. I know who you We'll talking talk about, about that. And I, I did tease this on the Allen show earlier this morning. I got a story here from NPR and the and the headline is Six Doctors Swallowed Lego Heads for Science. Here's what came out is the name of the story. <laughs> and it's all for science. I'll go more in I'll go more <laughs> in depth. Oh, into that Lord. later on. <laughs> that's another one where Mrs. BK goes, "You're not going to do that story on the air." I'm like, "Of course I am. Of course I am. It's for science. Yes, it's scientists. It's a science team. And I'm going to answer a question that's been burning in people's minds, at least minds, for years. This is the, one of the biggest questions I think I've ever asked, along with all these other questions. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll answer it. Okay. It may be one of your big questions too. You've been wanting to answer. Well, I'll answer it here. It's BK on the air. <laughs>
2: And I'll be right back with One to Grow Luke, just because Mom and Dad are gone for a few hours doesn't mean you have to hog the bathroom. I'm not. I can't get the door open. It's stuck. Oh, great. Hurry up. The toilet's overflowing. I accidentally flushed a brush down there. Oh, gross. Ah, oh, get me out of here. There's water everywhere.
1: Who do I call? What do I do? Don't panic. If you know you're gonna be alone in the house, make sure you have a phone number of a neighbor or a relative handy to call in case of an emergency. Ask your parents where they'll be, and keep numbers for the police and fire departments by the phone. Knowing who to reach in a hurry will take away the need to worry.
2: My Bobby's mom. Miss Witherton, boy, am I glad I found your number. See you in a couple minutes. Hang on. And that's
1: Grower, Fresh-perked ground roast coffee. There's nothing like it. Or is there? Is there another way to get that ground roast look? That wonderful aroma? That delicious fresh perk taste? Ah, Taster's Choice. Freeze-dried as soon as it's perked to capture real ground roast flavor. Taster's choice, regular, and green label decaffeinated. Looks, smells, and tastes like ground roast coffee.
2: Ah.
0: Here, trying to get everything situated here before I come back on the air. Got so much to do. You run to the bathroom, you get your cup of coffee made, you're doing this, you're doing that. You try to prop uh, the chair against this dork so nobody can get in here and throw me <laughs> out the air. There's so much to do, and so little time to do it in here every Saturday morning.
3: So little to do, so much time. Strike that, reverse
0: it. But it's that wonderful time where we like to class the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre, and the goofy, and whatever <laughs> other adjective that you can. Put on there. Uh, I have the first news. Imagine that. And we'll be seeing it's doozies today. From UPI, a German movie theater broke two Guinness World Records with an IMAX screen measuring a whopping. See, you're not going to love this one. Listen to this. An IMAX screen measuring a whopping 8,770.43 square feet. Wow. That's That's a a big screen. Big IMAX screen. The, the, uh, the Tromplast Leonberg, a multiplex chain in Baden-Württemberg, I wonder if our, our, our friend uh, Malt would know about that place, installed in an IMAX screen measuring 127.2 feet by 68.8 feet, setting the Guinness World Record for the largest permanent, it's not temporary, it's going to stay there, permanent IMAX screen and the largest permanent cinema screen overall with Guinness. That's big. That is awesome. I'd love to see something like uh, something like Raiders of the Lost Ark or some big production like a, a Wrath of Khan or some big movie two thousand one, some big movie on that big screen. The thing is, that it has would to be, be awesome.
3: Filmed in IMAX
0: to fill right. that size. You to see IMAX. So you're
3: not going to be able to see. Raiders. Well, that's
0: true. Some of them, some of the later movies, they've they've done an IMAX conversion. I think on some of the things or a 3D. Which which is it? Did they make them 3D? They Made convert them in 3D. 3D. I'm, well, all right. I'll watch Jurassic Park on it then. How about Dominion. that, watch something big. Dominion, do something. Yep. yeah. Uh, I think there's an IMAX of the original Jurassic Park. I don't know I think. if there was. was. There, they might have been. I'll that have was '93 when look it came back back out. Back and so oh, IMAX has been out since the mid- early yeah, '80s. Yeah, but were they
3: making Hollywood movies I don't in know. IMAX? We'll, we'll have, have to look a, that up. All and the ones see. initially were like the space shuttle. Okay, one, that, I'll watch
0: one of the space the IMAX Dream is alive about the space shuttle. Uh, I'll watch but that one then. That's a great one. Almost
3: anything Christopher Nolan's done has been in IMAX. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to
0: fall asleep. Uh, quote to put this it's into so perspective. <laughs> to put this you into perspective, so the screen is wider than a Boeing 737 airliner.
3: Dear lord, there you go. That big, just tells you how big in it that is. Theater. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Or is it outside? It's a stadium. Where is it? You know. <laughs>
3: stadium GWR
0: stadium. said the screen was measured by a specialist company using laser sensor technology. Yeah, there wasn't a ruler big enough, uh, which allowed them to confirm the screen's side, screen's size with millimeter precision. So that's there you amazing. go. They know exactly how big that screen is. Any Okay, it could be any IMAX film. Like I say, even the IMAX film I don't like, I'd like to see it on that screen. Yes. That the, would be amazing. You bigger you'd the better. you feel like you were in it, for real.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Alrighty, well guess what folks, I've
0: got the next news. Chicken butt.
3: I have the next chicken
0: butt. Guess what, chicken butt. I've got chicken legs. I wouldn't, I have no comment on that. Gonna, My wife says gonna, that. I'm not going to say that. She's like, do some more squats. I, li- right? I like you, you're a friend of mine. I'm not going to tell you the truth. i like, no. <laughs>
3: I don't want to do squats. <laughs> I don't want to do Jack squats.
0: Okay, You don't know Jack.
3: <laughs> All right, from UPI, a Maryland nine-year-old searching for shark teeth on a beach made her largest discovery to date. This,
0: this would be again, so awesome if this could happen to us. It would be so cool. To me,
3: I know, but it sure it would be a nice if it did. 15 million year old Megalodon oh, tooth. Wow, that's amazing.
0: And when you see the sizes of these things and it's like takes up from the tip of her fingers up halfway up her arm, I'm yeah. like, man. Can Mo- you imagine the creature that came out of? Just, makes makes a great white look uh, like a little They uh, would eat the great green white. Shark. It would for, for dinner, for an appetizer. Molly
3: Sampson was out searching for shark teeth on Calvert County cliffs on Christmas Day when she found a megalodon tooth the size of her hand. Amazing. Sampson took her discovery to the Calvert Marine Museum on Solomon's Island where experts confirmed it was an ancient megalodon tooth. Sampson said she hopes to become a paleontologist when she grows up.
0: Kind of gives, uh, when, he, when he says in Jaws, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of a boat. I'm like, well, that dwarfs that. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that's the, that's the great white shark from uh, from Jaws, tooth size. I got the next news. Ah! Uh, is a little Christmas leftover, but I thought this was interesting. A Rhode Island police department said it has granted the request of a young resident to have the remains of a cookie and some carrots, DNA, Tested to determine if Santa Claus (laughs) bit into them from a home. The Cumberland Police Department said in a news release it received a letter this month from a young investigator. So what they're calling a young investigator. Seeking to have a partially eaten Oreo cookie and some baby carrot sticks, DNA tested to identify whether they were indeed eaten by Santa Claus on December the 25th. By the way, he took a bite out of the carrot stick just to make the person feel better. He spit that one into the into the drain or the garbage. I'm I would right fully now, expect that they did. would
3: come back and go, this is non-human DNA yeah, <laughs> and right. fed
0: it to the reindeer. Because I don't yeah, because I don't know if I'd want to bite into a nice Oreo and then bite into a carrot. Those two don't mix. They don't, don't really go to
3: back to back. It's like chocolate cake no. and orange juice.
0: Quote, this or brushing your, drinking orange juice after you brush your teeth. That's just horrible. Quote, the young lady obviously has a keen sense of truth in the investigative process and did a tremendous job packaging her evidence for submission. We will do our very best to provide (laughs) answers for her. Unquote, Chief Matthew Benson said in the release. The food was passed along to the state of Rhode Island's Department of Health and Forensic Science Unit for analysis, he also added. Benson said the department already provided the girl with some Uncovered evidence in support of Santa Claus's presence in her neighborhood, a photo of a deer in the area on Christmas Eve. <laughs> there you go, right there. a little yeah. Christmas leftover, but they did publish it this week. It didn't come out actually till this week. The story
3: yeah. I love it all right, well, I've go. got the last news, <laughs> so yeah, this comes out of Fox News, Rockford, Illinois, police are looking for a suspect charged with stealing. A funeral home van with a body still inside.
0: Uh, who Was it somebody, a worker or, or another kind of body? Let's I'm assuming maybe
3: somebody who wants, who's the family is wanting to get him back. I don't okay. Know. Let's oh, continue the story. The terrible. van, which belongs to Collins and Stone Funeral Home, stolen from outside the business Saturday afternoon with the body of 47-year-old Curtis Brown still in the cargo Ooh, area. See,
0: that's just chillingly weird. It's
3: creepy. Maybe they're looking for other parts to build their Frankenstein. Oh, hey, that could be. Officers or it rece- could
0: be just drunk guy. Could well be. <laughs> a loser.
3: I'm going to <laughs> Of the two scenarios, yours is probably more correct. Or
0: it could be Dr. Frankenstein has been drinking. Who knows? It could be a double whammy.
3: Officers received a call that the van had fled Rockford toward the Chicago area Sunday. Chicago police located the van, but the body was not inside. What? Rockford police were notified <laughs> Monday evening that Brown's body was then later found. Oh, they found it. The Winnebago oh. County Coroner's Office transported the body back to Rockford. Investigators identified oh, wow. 23-year-old Dean Howard as the suspect who stole the funeral home van Saturday morning. Well, why did he take the body? Right. I, I mean, mean we-, it's, 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 we haven't
0: found out yet.
3: Oh. The Winnebago <laughs> State's Attorney's Office reviewed the facts of the case and authorized the following charges against Howard. Unlawful possession of a stolen vehicle oh and abuse of a corpse
0: oh wait a minute that there we go oh jeez i don't even want i don't even want to go there
3: howard has not been arrested as of wednesday evening and remains at large brown's that family told creepo, wtbo weirdo. that they were not told his body had been stolen until oh. monday af- days after days after it had been taken could
0: you imagine advice letting someone know that news yeah. oh by the way uh, <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, uh, great he's, uncle Frank.
0: Uh, he's he's missing. We don't know where he well, is. Well, I know he's missing. He's dead. You got. He's going to be buried this yeah, weekend. Uncle no, no Frank's no, not no, with no. us not, anymore. Yeah, I know that. We know? <laughs> no, know. no. Not no he's, he's, he's not with us. He's with you, but he's not, not with us. Yeah,
3: he's not. He's <laughs> not here anymore. I know. You don't understand. <laughs> that's terrible. He's not around. And, I know. And when, the,
0: when the body was abused, I, I don't know what that means. I, all I know is it probably doesn't mean it was it was struck with a with a board or or some kind of weapon or something. I'm going somewhere else with the thoughts, and that's just bad. That's terrible. There's some weirdo creepo goof goofos in this world, is Archie Bunker saying. <laughs> weirdo creepos. <laughs> what are, there are you doing? Some
3: strange folk in way, this world. By the way, there's
0: a job. We, we talked this, this week with some folks about jobs I could never do only because of the nature of the job. I could never I don't think I could ever be a, a, a an emergency uh paramedic ambulance driver because of what you have to face and see every day. Police officer. Uh funeral home director. How would you like to go in and go, "Oh, what uh Business, what stiffs am I going to be confronted with today? That's just an everyday thing. I don't have it in me to be able to do that. I would not be able to do that. I don't
3: ever see myself being comfortable being around
1: dead
0: bodies day in and day But thank goodness some people do. It's BK on the air
1: at hutchins community hospital we care about you from the cradle to the grave at hutchins community hospital where malpractice is rapidly becoming a thing of the
0: past (laughs) so be sure to ask about those hutchins gift certificates for the man who's contracted everything
2: when you need a little lift but you just can't take a break chew wrigley's spearmint gum
0: the cool
1: refreshing feeling of wrigley's spearmint gum Puts a little lift in everything you do. That nice, fresh flavor, that crisp, clean taste. That Wrigley Spearmint
2: pickup is going for you.
1: Wrigley Spearmint gum really keeps you humming. Wrigley Spearmint gum keeps you humming along. Wrigley Spearmint
2: gum really keeps you humming. 16 million times a day, people everywhere enjoy a refreshing little lift chewing Wrigley Spearmint gum. The cool, refreshing flavor that keeps you humming. It picks you up.
1: It keeps you going. They're common sense. They're the dough nuts. Gordon Graham Gantz specialized in true romance and he tried at every chance to make it clear. He was suave, debonair. He used oil on his hair. As for girls, well, they thought Gordon Gantz was weird. Gordon thought he'd be just like those actors on TV if he used all the products that they sold. With manly muscles, skin so tan, happy hair, and cologne for man, he dreamed the girls would lose their self-control. Well, it hasn't worked so far, though he buys things by the (laughs) carload. Tubes and bottles, jars and boxes, There he goes Cause he's sure Someday he'll pick Just the thing To do the trick And overnight He'll change To instant Romeo There's a moral To be heeded Do you really Really need it Will all your dreams Come true If you just try it Sometimes Changing from within Is the best place To begin Think of Gordon Graham Gantz Before you buy it
0: By the way, I didn't want to tell you about this, but I will. Okay. I Look out. I have an, a news extra here. Uh-oh. An extra. Listen to this. This was so crazy. I was going to do it as just a story, but it's a news flash story. I had to include it in there. Listen to this. This is from UPI. A Japanese YouTuber created a custom setup to allow his pet fish to play Pokemon on his Nintendo Switch. But a mouth, malf- yeah I-, I shook my head too I'm like, huh? huh but a malfunction led to the fish spending money at the eShop <laughs> and revealing its owner's credit card information on a live stream. Uh, Listen to the details oh, of this. No YouTuber mute Kimaru, aka Morris, I guess that's how you say his name, runs a channel on the video sharing site where his fish plays various games in the Pokemon franchise. The beta fish, or Betta Fish, B-E-T-T-A, controls the game by swimming to different areas of its tank, uh, which have been outfitted with sensors that simulate pushing the buttons of Maurice's Nintendo Switch. Okay. Okay. Maurice set up the system to live stream. Why not? I don't know. (laughs) What else has he got to do? He set up the system to live stream the fish playing Pokemon uh, Violet. The latest entry in the series, but a malfunction during the gameplay, led to the Nintendo Switch returning to its home screen. From the home screen, the fish's movements caused the Nintendo eShop to open, and the pet spent $4 of its owner's money to buy points. The fish also revealed Maurice's credit card information on the live stream. Mm. The fish also managed to download an app, to play on Nintendo 64 games, spent reward currency on a new avatar, requested a con- confirmation email from PayPal, and changed Maurice's <laughs> account name from Muti Camaro to Roa Wa la Wa 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 Wa. So there you go. There is a wonderful news flash extra for you right Don't there. Don't leave your fish in charge of your computer. Man, wait, wait, I could, I, you know what? You and I could have just sat in a room, locked ourselves in a room with a, a, a pad or pencil and paper or whatever you want to write with nowadays. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't have come up with that. We couldn't have thought that up. Nope. I couldn't have made it up. Nope. That's incredible. And you remember the other thing we had on the news flash that one time about they, they, they hooked this fish tank up to a, a little vehicle and allowed the fish to drive it, d- d- depending well, on I where it was moving. And he goes, it seemed like the fish is getting to understand how to do it. And I'm like, is that you reading it into it or is it really doing that? So some things do make me turn my head to the side like my dog just heard a weird noise. Oh, it ooh. really does because that's just that's that's crazy. That, that's, that's insane! But, it's, but it is insane. It's crazy. I never would have thought anything like that would have happened. Well, uh, let me backtrack here a little bit to uh, December. <clears throat> did you hear that Anita? You remember the remember the Pointer Sisters? Yeah, that did the uh, the Neutron Dance song mm-hmm. from Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. and they, re- they they did the song Fire. Dude, I'm and I'm,
3: I'm aware. Yeah, of that. you're
0: you have got Detroit in your veins. I'm aware of about Motown. That. Um, but they, uh, one of the Pointer Sisters passed away i think it's december 31st and they reported it on january 3rd anita pointer passed away i think on december 31st but in the story i meant to do this but in the story they included a little bit of a little bit of information i'm going to play a song from something and i know alan you'll probably remember you'll probably get what it is when you hear it i did not know who sang this little snippet or this song that you're going to hear song from Sesame Street that's the animated pinball machine everybody might remember that classic spot from from Sesame Street but did you know that that's the Pointer Sisters singing that that's and I crazy. had no idea that's the tie-in that I wanted to give you this morning a little bit of trivia That's the Pointer no Sisters. Idea. you
3: know how you're supposed to at least it's old school but I still love before I go to record I always go in three two one right right before I test my mic though before I do the three two one I always do a quick little record to make sure that everything's good because right. I've had a couple of times where my board crackles. I'm like, right. oh, I yeah. should have tested like it. Like our phone here. Every now and then, you have to, it's like a computer. <laughs> yeah. I, these boards have to sometimes be rebooted. Yeah. Every single time, dude, I go, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, <laughs> so 11, 12. You
0: do it. See, that's I funny.
3: count to 12 like that song because of me watching Sesame Street as right. a kid.
0: And that, and that stuck with you in your brain all <laughs> this time. To this day. And it's amazing. Well, that that just floored me. How someone popular and a lot of popular people were connected with Sesame Street that we didn't even know about. The Electric Company. Do you remember Letterman, where he would, if there was a letter missing from a word, he'd rip the letter from his jet, right. from his varsity sweater, yeah. and throw it over to make it to change the word. Well, Letterman's voice was Gene Wilder, and the and the narrator, the female narrator, was like, Is Letterman in trouble? What's he gonna do? That's Joan Rivers. When I, now that I look back on it and looked it up, Letterman, I'm Letterman. When you hear it now, you're like, eh, I can tell it's Gene Wilder now when I hear the voice.
3: I am this many years. Letterman, you didn't I know that? I, that. I thought I told you did that not one know day.
0: That. Maybe I'll play that after the break. I did but not Letterman Gene is Gene Wilder, and we never breached that on the Wilder Ride podcast at all. Well, but you didn't know well, it. That's why. Well, remember that podcast? It was a good one. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> no, I don't want to get back into that. Come I on. I remember when people cared about doing that show. Some, it just makes it classic now. The classic it is. Wilder. Right. Go back. And there's there's another little song that I play sometimes from Sesame Street uh, that has something to do with numbers, which is uh, which is this one.
1: One two three four five six seven eight nine ten. One two three four five six seven eight nine
0: ten. Okay, that's another classic pop singer from a uh, a rock group is that There's, the lead
3: singer of Berlin and
0: they no and okay. they because they were, oh, she would be too uh, young to be able to do that um, the girl from Berlin but it is grace slick that sung those the lady from Jefferson Airplane then turned into Jefferson Starship then turned into Starship and whatever they're calling themselves nowadays
3: we built this city
0: yep that's grace slick that sings the jazz number from Sesame Street. So there you go. Another couple of little you Sesame are, Street ties in that blows your mind you sometimes. Are
3: completely unseating everything about my, my youth and child. That's well, amazing.
0: I don't know if I'm unseating it, but I'm, I'm, I'm broadening it and letting you know who it was. <laughs> which broaden is kind of cool. Your yeah, broaden your mind. Let's broaden our mind. So there's another little bit what? of trivia. That I like to that I like to do. I want to remind everybody, by the way, before we reach the top of the hour here, I got some stuff, more stories to get to, but I don't have time to get to them in depth. I do turn the uh, show into a podcast. It's called the BK Escape Pod. Uh, I got a YouTube channel, SoundCloud. I got I'm on I Anchor. Can't think of it. Anchor and Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, Anchor and Spotify, which are the same company now. Anchor and Spotify are connected. Uh, Together now I think one Owns the other or whatever Thank you Well that's why I'm glad you're here
3: Of course this has happened To me when my brain Like I was talking (laughs) earlier Could I remember Rodney Dangerfield Right That's why we're here And and I I said
0: Rodney Dangerfield
3: I knew exactly who I was I saw him I could have done his comedy I could have said Any of his jokes I was like uh,
0: The bad news of that is Is I hear I hear That it only gets worse The older you get That's what I hear so, we got that to look forward to. We got that going for us, which is nice. Mm. <laughs> so that's always yeah, nice. As long today. as we're on
3: this side of the dirt, I'm still okay.
0: So, check out the podcast, the BKS Pod, and check out some retro pals of mine. One of them is uh, Pat McCormick of the Golden Rage TV. He's got a great YouTube channel. Check out Dave Sudstrom Remembers, The Good Stuff. He's another great channel on YouTube that, that, that talks about a lot of the same. We all talk about stuff we love and we're passionate about. And we remember growing up from the old days, from when we were kids, and even sometimes before. And Thrash Pondo Ponds, another fantastic pal, that I, a retro pal that I'm making uh, pals with on YouTube. All these guys. Sometimes we actually come together for a retro palooza on Dave hmm. Sudstrom's uh, panel, I'll and we lose. talk about stuff. It's BK on the Air. Keep on being retro. It's BK on the Air.
1: Next, another interesting story that's
2: in the news. In the news, the bus of the future goes bust. They were supposed to help carry commuters into the 21st century. But in many big cities, these buses aren't carrying anyone, anywhere. We'll be back with Busted Buses in the news. Sponsored by Post Honeycomb, the cereal with a big bite and big taste. Come to the Honeycomb
0: hideout.
2: I'm Big Betty the Blonde Bomber, and I want a big cereal. Honeycomb's big, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not
1: small, no, no, no. Honeycomb's got a big, big bite. Big, big taste in a big, big big bite. Right. A good breakfast featuring Post Honeycomb
2: cereal gives you a... Big, big bite. It tastes right. Honeycomb Honeycomb bite. bite. It tastes tastes right. right.
0: Hey, look out and keep your head down. It's me, it's BK on the air, coming in for a landing here. It's going to be a long landing. we got about another hour to go with the show. Hello out there, everybody on the radio listening, however you're listening. You can stream the station at wbhfradio.org or just listen on the radio. Just tune your radio to 100.3 FM or AM 1450 or download the free TuneIn app or Radio Garden app. We use two different apps to listen to the station here at WBHF. So you can listen either way you want, and the and uh, the podcast later on. I kind of switch it up and turn it into a cool podcast. Let's do a little on this day in history. Today is January the twenty eighth. That's what we're going to focus on. Nineteen fifty eight. On this day in history, the Lego Group patents their design and interlocking Lego bricks. Still compatible with all those they may been are still compatible with bricks produced today. They all are, and that's a big feat big company lego it's been around since 1958 i didn't know when they when they started so mm. there you go 1958
3: speaking of feet they have been hurting parents feet <laughs> since that very That's invention right.
0: That's right. Did you ever see, and talking about memes on the internet, there's a meme of a great white shark sticking its uh, head out of the water with its mouth open looking like and it's, it's in pain. It's like photo of a great white shark stepping on a Lego at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you get it. You get it. It's an, an, yes. You get it instantly. You think it's a... You know exactly what they're talking about. Yep. Some uh, some pr- premieres and and on television and stuff today. A certain television show premiered on this day in history in 1973. <laughs>
1: Barnaby Jones, starring Buddy Epson, also starring Lee Merrowweather, with
2: guest stars Bradford Dillman, Robert Hogan, special guest star William Conrad, tonight's episode, Requiem for a Son.
0: Yeah, a little Barnaby Jones there for you. Music, believe it or not, a little trivia for you by Jerry Goldsmith, the guy who went on to produce a lot of huh. do a lot of movie scores and he did a lot of television work uh barnaby jones a quinn martin production that that guy's stamp on television series always followed the formula the show would come on with the theme and th- the announcer would say the, th- the name of the show and say Tonight's guest stars are, I mean, he did it for um, Cannon, did it for Barnaby Jones, did it for The Invaders, the sci-fi show he did. Uh, all those Quinn Martin shows had that formula and did it on on every one of them in, in a similar way. One of his early shows, if not his first one, Quinn Martin, was 12 O'Clock High. And it was a show about World War II po- bomber pilots or pilots. Huh. And I got to see some of it uh, a few years ago. And it was actually a pretty good show. And it comes on and so says a QM production, Quinn, Quinn Martin. I think the FBI. Was a Quinn Martin production as well. The so there old show. are
3: shows from my youth that I want to go back and watch just to see if they hold up. Right. Barnaby Jones is one of them. My mom and my grandmother loved watching Barnaby
0: Jones. Well, there's there's two different thoughts about whether something holds up or not. Now, some people just won't watch. will watch a show now through the prism only of modern shows and just won't like it because they compare it to new shows and go, "Oh, well, this is stupid compared to shows of today. I'm like, well, maybe not the word, stupid might be the wrong word. It was a different era when the show came mm-hmm. out. You know, there's going to be no cell phones on it except maybe the rich detective who has one in his car back then. You might see that. Steve Austin was the first guy I remember having a, a cell phone in his car with the OSI and Six Million Dollar Man. I thought, oh, A phone in his car. Oscar Goldman has a phone in his car. That's how important he is. If I had a phone in my car, I know I've made it. Mm -hmm. I know I've made it. Now I wish I didn't have a cell phone. Sometimes I wish, boy, I'd like to take this thing. It'd be expensive. I'd have to replace it. But I want to (laughs) throw it at the bottom of the lake and let the fish use it or something. I don't want to have anything to do with this computer anymore. Today is a date that someone passed away, an actor named Burt Mustin Burton Mustin. Now his name may not ring a bell, but buddy, he was in every television series ever, and he always played the old man in the TV series. You might remember he was in all he was a couple of All of the Family episodes. He was in the Andy Griffith Show. He played a a little part in Gomer Pyle, and he was in the Brady Bunch. He played in the Brady Bunch. Do you remember the Brady Bunch episode where Bobby idolized Jesse James, the gunslinger?
3: Oh
2: yeah, (laughs) Mr. Collins, this is our son Bob. Bob, this is Mr. Collins. Oh hi. hi. Hello, son. I think you're gonna find this gentleman very interesting. Did you know his father actually knew Jesse James? He did? Wow, am I glad to meet you. I hear Jesse's a hero of yours. I wrote a whole composition about him for school. I wrote a whole book about Jesse James, only he wasn't a hero to me. He wasn't? No. Jesse James killed my father. He did? Shot him in the back. That's how he usually shot him. Too cowardly to face him, I guess. I can't believe that, Mr. Collins. (laughs) He's telling you the truth, Bobby. Son, you know the legends. I know the facts. Mr. Collins, why don't you tell Bob about how it was with your father? Well, I was just a little boy at the time. My father was riding a train to California. Jesse James held it up. Did they have a shootout? Well, it wasn't much of a shootout. My father with his face to the wall, his hands in the air, and not wearing a gun. Then why did Jesse James shoot him? Because that's the kind of man Jesse James was.
0: There we go, Bert Mustin on the Brady Bunch telling the story of Jesse James, and after that, needless to say, Bobby did not idolize Jesse James anymore. He was great on All in the Family because he played a guy who escaped a um, a um, old folks' home and wanted to get out of there because he didn't like being there. And Edith found him and brought him home. And Archie's like, "What's this guy doing here in his pajamas? Mm-hmm. What's he doing here?" And he's like, "We're gonna call your daughter and tell her to come pick you up. You can't stay here." So he, Archie calls his daughter that the number he gave him, and he's and he's talking to her off camera, and he comes back and he's like. I don't think you gave me the right number. I called, I called the number you gave me to talk to your daughter. And the, the old guy, Burt Bustin, says, Did she tell you to drop dead and go to hell? Mm-hmm. He's like, Yeah. He's like, That's my daughter. That's yes, her. <laughs> so you got the right number. He was just funny. He was a funny guy. So uh, today in history, uh, 1977, by the way, was when Burt Mustin passed away. He was 92 years old, and he's, he had been in so many things. And he if was you,
3: 92 his entire he, career. If you
0: look at photos of him, there was, a, there was a photo of him. I think he went to West Point or a military academy in his, in his high school time, right before high school, right after high school. He looked old then. <laughs> it's crazy. 1978, the first episode of Fantasy Island airs on ABC TV on this date in 1978. I can't believe you don't have Mr. Warren. They, they had. They had uh, they had um, two movies, I think, Fantasy Island movies before on TV. Before they did that, do you know why I was watching the new Fantasy Island movie? That's a show uh-huh. that's on, and it's a sequel to the old show. The girl's name that runs the island's last name is Rourke's. That was her father, I think, her grandfather. They reference Mister Rourke in the show. I haven't watched it yet. And she I liked can't it. Tell if it's I can't good. get into it. It's just something I can't get. 1985, the charity single on this day in history, "We Are the World," recorded by the supergroup USA for Africa, includes Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Quincy Jones, Stevie Wonder, Holland Oates, and other pop stars, was on this day in history. We got a few more on this days in history that we'll get to when we come back, and we'll get to three birthdays on the list. Not many birthdays, at least not three. That more than three that I can get for our list here at the there, and we'll go into the National Day of too when we come back. the there.
2: The Great Entertainers from General Electric. What value? A selection of 100% solid-state color sets in a multitude of screen sizes. You get brilliant performance and the brightest, sharpest pictures in GE history. I demand value for my hard-earned inheritance. I'm having Mother put a GE in every room of my villa. (laughs) General Electric Television, The Great Entertainer. Man, I'll drive it tomorrow.
1: To make a light snack for after school, start with jello gelatin, like
2: Mrs. Jenny Schrang of Miami. After the kids are off to school, I often take a couple of minutes to make them light jello gelatin snacks for when they get home. I make the snacks in paper cups, and the kids just love them. And I like them because they don't spoil our appetites. Just prepare any flavor of Jell-O gelatin. That's the brand I prefer. Pour it into paper cups, add fruit or whatever you happen to have on hand, then place the cups in the refrigerator so after school the kids will have a nice snack waiting for them. For Jenny Shrang's Jello snack idea, see April women's magazines. Hey Mike, you mom's
1: great. To make a light snack that's fun to eat, start with Jello. You are
3: listening to BK on the Air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online on the TuneIn radio app. Now, back to a guy who make you feel really young, mostly because he's so old. It's BK on the Air.
2: So the 25th space shuttle mission is, is now on the way after more delays than NASA cares to count. This morning, it looked as though they were not going to be able to get off.
0: 1 minute 15 seconds, velocity 2,900 feet per second, altitude 9 nautical miles, downrange distance 7 nautical miles. Another anniversary today. BK on the air. Here we're listening to it. That's the live CNN and feed back in the day, uh, and mm-hmm. then the then the operator comes on and says, "Obviously, a major malfunction was the was the message on this day in history. 1986, Space Shuttle Challenger explodes 73 seconds after liftoff uh, from." Uh, <clears throat> From Cape Canaveral, with all seven crew members killed, including Krista Mm McAuliffe, who was to be the first teacher in space. That's one of those instances, and I count that one, a lot of older people that are obviously way older than us, uh, for a while, their defining moment that they say that they will never forget like that in the news is a lot of people for a while would say, oh, I remember the Hindenburg disaster. I remember when that happened. Where were you when that happened? Where were you when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor? Uh, for you and I, our our generation was more kind of a, you know, what were you doing when the space shuttle blew yeah. up in 1986 say, on this day? I was
3: actually home sick at, from school. You were home sick? So okay. I said to watch it. And so I saw it live. And yep. the crazy thing, remember, when, was it the Columbia that had this, the panels that came off? And, yeah,
0: on its, on its, on its, its early, early voyages. voyages, yeah.
3: Matt Santini and I, when we did the Saturday show and it was the two of us, in studio, and we watched it. So I have been watching live two different times, the two different shuttles. Wow, because the
0: Columbia been. broke up on a reentry. A re-entry. Yeah, and it was terrible, and Columbia was actually the first shuttle to launch in 1981. So uh, that's yeah, bananas. so the so the Challenger blew up. I was somewhere uh, on break from the job I had at the time up in Canton, Georgia. Yeah, I was still when in that high happened. School. But uh, yeah, that's and again another thing for our generation now is 9/11. Where were you when 9/11 happened? So it's these mm-hmm. m- these these historical things that happen. And we remember it well, the Space Shuttle mm-hmm. Challenger. Um, 1996, Jerry Siegel, American comic book writer, and he's the co-creator with Joe Shuster of Superman. He dies of a heart attack at 81 in 1996 on this day in history. Uh, birthdays today include, but are not limited to, but it's just for the show, Alan Alda from MASH. Alan Alda turns 86 years old today. Mm. Um, today, is also <clears throat> today is also Barbie Benton's birthday. Barbie Benton. Do you remember Barbie Benton from Hee Haw? If I show you a photo of Barbie Benton, you will remember remember her. And I even if you even if you hee-haw. don't remember Barbie Benton, if I were to show you a photo from Barbie Benton from Hee Haw, you'll never forget her <laughs> after that point okay. if I show you a photo. And she was all over television in the 70s. I think she was on, like, Battle of the Network Stars. She would just appear on game shows. She was just one of those personalities that was out there and always really great for this 11-, 12-, 13-year-old <laughs> kid to look at me. And uh, today, he's 41 years old. Today, Elijah Wood. Ah, Celebrates his birthday today. Uh, National days—it's always national whatever day on whatever day it is. Today is national. Imagine that, 1958—the Lego patents their design day. So today is National Lego Day. Makes sense. Today, so maybe maybe we'll we'll take off a shoe here in the studio and step on one live just to hear the reaction (laughs) of us stepping. (laughs) <laughs> Stepping on a Lego.
3: It you did enough when my kids were little.
0: <laughs> That's right. So uh, also uh, today is National Krista uh, McAuliffe Day. Makes of course sense. Day. As she's a former Concord teacher. She was chosen to go into space along NASA's a- uh, scientists and tragically perished in just a few seconds after takeoff. So, yeah. And then, you know, remember the big investigation that ensued after that? I mean, they really got into NASA and how they did mm-hmm. things. And they took, I mean, they, they, they it was their fault. You know, they Maybe shouldn't have launched the shuttle that day, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, what thing can you is, say?
3: That flaw was always there, and that they, they just deleted. were lucky up to that point. Right. And I they guess. had to yeah. redesign. Not only did they redesign the O-rings, right? But they also designed emergency ways to get people to get out, out of, of the shuttle.
0: Seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty is a number here with BK on the air. WBHS. Somebody's on the line now. Hello, it's BK on the air. Hello, Barry. Oh, hello, Eric. Good morning. Are you having a wonderful morning today? Hello. You see how he bypassed my question? Yeah. Didn't even well, acknowledge my question. Uh, <laughs> he,
3: he may have something he's upset about. What's
0: going on, Eric?
2: You got something
0: wrong? Oh, really? Well, imagine that. That's part of the show. What did I get Which wrong? Which one of us? Which, yeah, what did we get wrong? Probably me.
2: Well, uh, Barry got it wrong.
0: Well, that's okay. What, right. did I, what did I get wrong? Uh,
1: <laughs> you said that, you said that uh, the new Fantasy Island is connected to the old Fantasy Island That's true.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. But he's not. But it's not her father. It's her grandfather, right? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. It is her
0: great uncle. Great uncle. Mr. Roach, your great uncle. OK, well, I knew he was related somehow. See, get coming me some slack. I don't watch it. I just knew he was related somehow. So OK, eh, well, I've halfway watched it when Mrs. BK <laughs> had it on. But it's, you know, he was oh, aware of it in it. the room. Yeah. I knew it was about an island in you fantasies. Need to watch so it. is it good? Do you like it? Have you seen the girl this Yeah, girl? I know why you, okay. That's not the only reason I watch something though. But yeah, I have seen her. She's quite the quite the eye candy, yes.
3: I need you to call me after the show is <laughs> over
0: because I need your help with something. Call you. Okay. Well, all right. I don't know how much bail money I have, but I'll check the bank account and see how much I have. <laughs> Did you do you like the new Fantasy Island show?
1: It has its good points then it's not
0: like the old one. Well, you know, we, we, we played a snippet from the Brady Bunch, uh, the Jesse James uh, episode of the Brady Bunch. I noticed that the last episode while Mrs. BK was watching it the other night that Maureen McCormick from the Brady Bunch who played Marsha was at the end of that episode the new Fantasy Island. She was in it.
1: Yeah.
0: So I noticed that. I, so. Well,
1: see, I've seen all three versions of the of
0: the Fantasy Island. Yeah, I, I do remember the one before this one. That one wasn't very good at all. That, the,
1: the, the, the one with Ronnie uh the what, he sent me his name, Ronnie McDonald. No. the whole thing was
0: scary. Well, all right, I'll give you a call after I get off the air. I promise. All right. All right. All right. Bye. All right, bye. All right, bye. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs>
2: it's never. He's is, uh,
0: yeah, detail. I don't know what's going on. And then now everybody knows I have his number. <laughs> so it's like, what are you doing with his number to call? Well, I mean, we're sort of acquaintance friends type uh, people, I guess. I guess we're we good guy. friends. Were we? yeah, he's a pretty good guy. He's, he's all a right. good guy. He's all right. But uh, did I finish this? I did, yeah. Finished all the national days of and everything, January twenty eighth. I did have do I have time to go into this? Let's see. Yeah, I have time to uh, I'll reach over here and do this one, but I gotta set it up here. Hold on, I gotta set it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't recognize that theme where you've been living, even if you don't like the show, you should know what that is when it starts out. That's The Simpsons. That's how The Simpsons comes on. And also you can hear it and experience it at Universal Studios when you ride The Simpsons ride. Man, it's such a fun ride. Such a fun area of the park because you can eat at Krusty Burger. And you can have your picture taken with Chief Wiggum out there with the cop car and everything. And the, and the ride is really fun. It's not a 3D ride, but it's the screen is so big. And it's, it takes up all your peripheral vision, so you all you see is the screen and the car moves while you're running around. It seems like it's in 3D, but it's really nice. Uh, from Dan Sneerson from Entertainment Weekly, The Simpsons renewed for a new season, but not only that, it's renewed until 2025, they say. That's pretty amazing. Nope, The Simpsons aren't going anywhere except into seasons 35 and 36. That's bananas. Seasons of this show. Fox announced on Thursday that it has renewed the forever-running, record-breaking, oft-quoted animated comedy for two more seasons. The upcoming season 34 finale will serve as the 750th episode of the show, and factoring in a handful of additional installments already in reserve, The Simpsons will pass the jaw-dropping 800-episode milestone with this extension. That's crazy. Uh, the network has picked up The Simpsons in two season intervals since the renewal for seasons 27 and 28, while experiencing a ratings decline... Like most veteran network shows over the years, The Simpsons continues to perform strongly in the 18- to 49-year-old demographic, which is a pretty broad demographic there. And the series is not just the longest-running comedy or longest-running animated show. It's the longest-running primetime scripted series in TV history now. It has actually reached that, uh, that level. The show claimed that title previously held by—you want to guess what held the title before The Simpsons? Uh, I was just talking about it. Wasn't it Bonanza? Early. It's one of the Westerns. You're on the right track, but it's not Bonanza. Uh, uh, It's my favorite Western. Gunsmoke. Previously held by Gunsmoke with its 637th episode in 2018, and The Simpsons and now will extend its record. 800 episodes, quote, uh, uh, not even The Simpsons could have predicted this, unquote. Executive producer Matt Selman tells Entertainment Weekly, this renewal, which runs through the 24th, 24-2025 24-2025 TV season allows Fox to retain the cornerstone of its Sunday animation block for now. Disney's 2019 acquisition of 21st Century Fox includes 20th Television, the studio that produces The Simpsons, and the company is focused to grow into its streamer Disney+, Plus, where the vast and valuable Simpsons library now resides. Now, the current season's episode stream on Disney-owned Hulu, or uh, the current one, so... There's a way. There's a little information about the longevity of the family with the yellow skin, animated skin, The Simpsons. That's just crazy. Which to me, it just, when you say it, I'm like, yeah, I guess it really has been on that long. But when you say it like that, you're like, wow, has it really been on that long? <laughs> That's just really amazing. And a big feat for a TV series Think to about accomplish this. that.
3: If you were 30 and a young Associate producer on the show when it went live. Yeah, you are at retirement age now.
0: But do you, you probably, but they don't probably want to, don't even want to retire. They probably, would well, well, love just, to still work on it. Yeah, you're right. From
3: age 30, you'd be <sighs> 65.
0: That's taking them all the way through 30 to retirement. That's that is amazing, and you, and I'm sure they're not even counting the Simpsons appearances on the Tracy Ullman show before that. So right. it's actually a little older than that. Technically, it it's, the seasons aren't that old, right. but it's it's older than that. Ride the ride at Universal. It's so fun. The Simpsons, still relevant after all these years. And it's funny. It's funny. It's BK on the Air. Exactly. Don't! <laughs> so-
2: Your kids will love McDonald's Happy Meal. It's food and fun in a box. It's a hamburger or cheeseburger, regular-sized fries, regular-sized soft drink, and a McDonaldland cookie sampler. It all comes in a Happy Meal box with games, puzzles, jokes, and a prize. A prize? It's a hamburger or cheeseburger, regular-sized fries, regular-sized soft drink, a McDonaldland cookie sampler with games, puzzles, jokes, and a prize. I've got a Happy Meal. Nobody can do it like McDonald's can. Oh, a commercial break. I'm so hungry. What am I going to fix? I got it. New microwave hot bice chicken nuggets. Made especially for microwaves to taste great. Perfect. I'll be back in two minutes when they're done.
0: There he is. That was a young Gilbert Gottfried on a on a chicken nuggets commercial. I'm going to answer the question that that's been asked for years, and as I know, it's burning on your mind. And I woke I wake up every night just in a cold sweat thinking about this question because I never knew the answer to it. Well, I'm going to answer it for you right now. Who invented chicken nuggets, Alan? Don't you at least ask ask yourself that at least once a day? I McDonald's. No, that's not chicken McNuggets. This is just the chicken nugget I used with to no Mick in a, front of it. I used to it.
3: order a Mick in front of other places. Like, I'd go to Chick-fil-A and say, can I get the McNuggets? And I'm like, uh, we have I'm like, nuggets. you can't
0: say that in here. You'll be removed <laughs> By you security. my head. <laughs> it's still what they're that's called. That's what the name is. Well, this comes from Tasia Bass. Uh, I think it's from, uh, where is it from? Is this from Fox News? It's one of the big news uh, sites. For decades, the chicken nugget has been a staple of fast food menus and grocery store frozen food aisles. But contrary to popular belief, these fried bits of poultry deliciousness, some people argue that. My Mrs. BK can't stand them unless they're fresh chicken uh, made out of fresh parts, weren't invented by McDonald's, Alan. They weren't invented by McDonald's. They just kind of ran with them and took them another step further or a step back, depending on who you talk to. Like so many other dishes before it, parts of the Nuggets origin story are contested. Yes kind of like the uh, the, the cheesesteak where did the cheesesteak come from people don't can't agree Philly. where that came from yeah Uh, But most sources agree that it all began, began with a guy named Robert C. Baker, a poultry and food science professor at Cornell University. In the 1960s, Baker was attempting to find new ways to make chicken exciting again for Americans. I guess it had become boring at that time, chicken. During World War II, the U.S. government had created a rationing system similar to the one that was being used in the U.K. at the time. The list of rationed items was extensive and included foods like beef, pork, sugar, oil, and canned or preserved or preserved meats was all on the list. While cheese and cream would later be added to the list of rationed items, milk, eggs, and poultry were not, which made chicken dishes a popular dinner choice for many households during the war. Now, after the war, according to slate.com, demand for poultry saw a steep decline because chickens were typically sold as whole birds, which could be inconvenient for families. Some butchers were willing to cut their chickens into smaller pieces to make it easier to cook. But Baker, who had a reputation as a food innovator, he was the man behind the frozen French toast and chicken hot dogs and was working on ways to increase the value of chickens once they were no longer able to lay eggs. He was interested in creating a way to simplify the process completely. First, Baker created what was known as a chicken stick, ground-up chicken that was breaded with an egg, uh, with egg batter and then frozen. I guess kind of like a corn dog. I guess, but mm-hmm. only with chicken. He realized he could solve some of the issues food scientists were facing by removing the skin, and and by making a batter that could be, uh, fr- uh, be fried even after it was frozen. He sent his chicken sticks to local grocery stores, where they were an instant hit. Uh, with some selling up to 200 boxes a week at the time. But Baker felt there were always ways his process could be improved upon and refined, and he was happy to let others give it a try. Instead of patenting his chicken sticks, Baker published his entire process for creating them in an agricultural economics research and had copies sent to poultry companies and food scientists throughout the United States. According to History.com, Baker's creation could not have come at a better time. Beginning in the 1970s, scientists in the U.S. government had suggested that Americans cut down... Cut, the, the government saying cut down on their consumption of red meat as too much of it could lead to such health problems as high cholesterol and stuff like that. How many times has government flip-flopped on bran muffins and wheat germ and eggs and meat Just and stuff coffee. like that? Just give me a break. Chicken was promoted as a healthy alternative to red meat. Well, you know, I, would have eaten, I eat both of them. Well, there's no direct source to confirm that McDonald's Corporation founder Ray Kroc read Baker's original processed report. It was clear that the fast food uh, McDonald's wanted to capture on this chicken push. Kroc wanted to create a chicken product that would offer convenience and, quote, a boneless piece of chicken sold mostly like French fries, unquote. That's explained by McDonald's chairman. While McDonald's executive uh, chef Rene Arend played around with some potential recipes, Kroc enlisted the help of meat supplier Keystone Foods to come up with a way to automate the chicken chopping process. He also reached out to Gorton's, you know, the fish company, Mm -hmm. I guess, the company known for its fish sticks, which had helped McDonald's when the company was developed the the, the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich, to create a batter for these bite-sized pieces of chicken. And in 1981, Mickey D's officially introduced their chicken McNuggets, which turned out to be one of the most successful new product launches in fast food history. Even today, McNuggets still account for about, today, 10% of the restaurant's sales. That's a lot when you talk about the entire sales of Everything profits of offer. the restaurant. Yeah. Now, Baker, meanwhile, went on to found Cornell University's Institute for Food Science and Marketing in 1970 and served as its very first director. He also helped invent a chicken deboning machine. Unfortunately, he received no monetary benefits from the success of the chicken nuggets that he helped to create. Mm. But sounds like he still lived a pretty good life, inventor, and working in academia, I guess, under the food section. I've never developing had a problem
3: stuff. with nuggets, but I do prefer the chicken strips that you get from yeah, Chick-fil-A. yeah and you know
0: people people badmouth what, what what kind of chicken uh, some restaurants sell chicken nuggets but they're but they're really great uh, just white breast meat mm-hmm. but you know we all know that a lot of nuggets you know from different restaurants contain oh it's just uh, processed chicken you know what do you mean by that oh well this nugget can have meat in it beaks ground it's up the feet leftover parts it's just stuff and when I and, and when I'm told that and I take a freshly made chicken McNugget from McDonald's and eat it or dip it into sauce i'm like i don't care it tastes great i like it, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me i do like uh, i like them all equally i guess now there could you know if they're stale and been in the bin for a long time and are mm-hmm. old that's not good you can get a bad batch but anything cooked fresh even mcnuggets from mcdonald's tastes tastes pretty good to me uh-huh. i i'm okay with i it. like that so i mean you were in the you were in the military you, you probably ate a lot of stuff that uh would make a billy goat puke <laughs> Or something like that. Or or eat right out of the can something that's already cooked, but you're just eating it out of the can with I a spoon. Was, I was in the you Navy.
3: Know? We actually had some pretty good food.
0: Yeah. But, you, but you're you like me. I've I, At one point I was just hungry once, you know, uh, as a teen, just just got out of the house and I'm like, oh, I want some ravioli. You know, I just eat out of the can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was well, known to cooked. do that. I don't do that now because I don't really have to and I'm not on the run that much from the law nowadays. But yeah. <laughs> on the run back then, from I, the law. I, just, I was just in a hurry for several reasons. So yeah, um... Chicken nuggets—that—that that question's always—I've always wondered where did they come from? Where was the where was the chicken nugget born? Where did it come into being? What's the genesis of the chicken nugget?
3: That's crazy. The guy didn't patent any of it.
0: He just—I well, guess he wasn't just interested in that. He wasn't interested for making any money. I got another story here. I did tease this too. Am I going to have time to do this? I got two minutes to the break. I'll tell the rest of it if I don't have time, but I'll start it now. This is from NPR. This is for science, so I thought I'd report this today. Science? This is a scientific study six doctors have swallowed lego <laughs> heads for science that and I, and we'll get into the details of it and i'm going to tell you what here's what came out because well, of it careful when dr andy tag was a toddler he swallowed a lego piece actually two stuck together he thought quote well just put it in your mouth and i'll try to get your teeth between the little pieces he said the next thing he knew it went down the hatch when he was a kid <laughs> As an emergency physician at Western Health in Melbourne, Australia, Andy says he meets a lot of anxious parents whose children succumb to this impulse. The vast majority of kids like Andy simply pass the object through their, you know, they, they makes the, the journey out, of, out <laughs> of the other end within a day or so. But still, Andy wondered whether there was a way to spare parents from needless worry. Now, that now choking hazard is a whole different thing where they're talking about if they just have swallowed it. It's in the right. stomach, you know. Sure, you can reassure parents one by one that they probably don't need to come to the emergency room Or worse yet, dig through their kids' poop in search of the everyday object that they've swallowed I guess some parents, I'm not one, but some parents have done that I did that with my dog once when she ingested something wrong But Andy and five other pediatricians wondered Is there a way to get this message out to parents through science? Science? The six doctors devised an experiment and published the results Quote, each of them swallowed a Lego head Said science uh, journalist Sabrina Embler, who wrote about the experiment for the defector. They wanted to basically see how long it took to swallow and excrete the plastic toy. Recently, Sabrina sat sat down with shortwave scientists in residence, uh, Virginia G. Barber, to, to chart the journey of six Lego heads and what came out on the other site. The study excluded three criteria, a previous gastrointestinal surgery. So these are excluded. The inability to ingest foreign objects and an aversion to searching through fecal matter. If any of those were met, they weren't going to do it. Uh, research, I'm going to do the rest of the story when we come back. But there is there is a point to this, and there is a little bit more of the story, even in an interesting acronym to tell you about. Speak down there. We will return after these messages.
1: He's usually running around making enough racket for five kids. So when he's quiet like this, I know he doesn't feel good. And you know what? I'd rather have the racket. I've got something for your tummy ache. Here. Pepto-Bismol's good no matter what upsets your stomach. It acts to coat your stomach wall and help keep the irritation away from it. It's a kind of protective coating between the upset and the stomach. Pepto-Bismol's good to have when somebody's a little too quiet is scrunches when it crunches. That's
0: why I love Nestle Crunch. Chocolate is scrunches when it crunches. That's why I love Nestle
1: Crunch. The blend of Nestle's creamy milk chocolate with crunchies tastes just as good as it sounds. Chocolate is scrunchies when it crunches. That's why
2: I love
0: We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life.
2: You're listening to BK on the Air. This is Mrs. BK. And I'm not listening now because, well, I sleep in every Saturday morning. But I'll catch him later on the BK Escape Pod podcast. Now, back to that man of mine, BK on the Air. Mwah!
0: Oh, I caught the kiss. There it is. I got it right there on my cheek. Let's get back ducked, to the. Stri- like Madeline stu- <laughs> Kahn on
3: the platform and the train station. It almost hit you. Look Whoa. out! I moved out of the way.
0: Look out! You're the you're, you're one Taffeted of armor. you're one of two or three guys that I can safely say has. Now wait a minute. Maybe you didn't. There's been some other guys that have kissed my wife on stage in a play. But no. I don't think you kissed in a cat on a hot tin roof, no, did you? Because we you were in Because that. you don't like each other. Her. Yeah, that's right. Because you Cause were she Brick was trying and Maggie. To figure out how to make it happen? Yeah. Get
3: back together. And the only and plus, thing is, at the very end, is they're sitting on the bed, and you get a sense right. maybe they maybe finally a hug. maybe they've reached the point where they can <laughs> overcome this. Yeah. This well, mendacity.
0: well, you were playing Brick. You weren't attracted to your wife at that point if you read between the lines of the play. Right. (laughs) So, Tennessee Williams. Let's get back to the story here about the six doctors who swallowed Lego heads for science, just to see what would come out. We talked about the uh, three things that they had to exclude to not do it, but... Let's get back to the story. Researchers would then measure the time it took for the gulped Lego heads to be passed out the others. How do you know? Are we going to have to go sip? the you I don't know. They don't even tell that. The time interval was giving a was given a found and retrieved time. That's found and retrieved time the acronym is fart yes f a r t found and retrieved time score that's the score that they give it andy right. andy tag and what his collaborators you really want to know Andy Tag and his collaborators also wanted far. to raise, they wanted to raise awareness about a few types of objects that are in fact hazardous to kids if swallowed again i said it's for science an important one is button batteries the small round water uh, wafer shaped batteries that are often found in electronic toys Quote, button batteries can actually burn through an esophagus in a couple of hours, they say, says Embler. They right. are also very dangerous and very different from swallowing a coin or a Lego head, like a, a static inanimate object. That
3: makes sense, because when the when you're touching the surfaces of the battery together, you're right. discharging you're the battery, a, a, and the battery can burn. You're right.
0: Now, for more on what they do when someone swallows a foreign object, you can check out the Academy of Pediatrics information page. Just look them up on the Internet, the Academy of, of Pediatrics Web, okay. website in so that whole article there did, you did
3: go. they not say how long it took for the Lego? they never to pass. gave the time
0: nope so uh but but, but that, that wasn't the actual point of it they just want to let you know that it would and it was going to yeah. pass i'm like oh, okay no. and I, yeah i never i as a kid never experienced that i never swallowed a lego i never swallowed uh, uh a coin my sister no, did once i think she swallowed a dime or something and why i mean why just while i, a dime? Never, had I a, never did that
3: i never now i put i tried to eat mud pies
0: Right. That was all right.
3: I learned very quickly dirt doesn't taste good.
0: Looks like chocolate, but it doesn't taste like chocolate. No. It's horrifying. Uh, Only make them. Don't ingest them. And don't give them to your dog. He's not going to eat them either. Uh, But yeah. Now, I did, as a very, very young toddler reached the washing machine once when I was, I don't know, maybe old enough to walk or just getting mobile. And my mom walked away from the washing machine. You know, and you're a parent. You know how long it takes. It doesn't take long for something to happen. I was only away from the washing machine for like eight seconds. Well, eight seconds is an eternity for a little kid right. to do something. I, wa- I was told I walked up to the washing machine and grabbed the little measuring cup my mom had of bleach. And I saw it. And I'm like, oh, liquid in a glass. I, that, that you I must can, drink, I that. drink that. So I grabbed it turned it up and drank some of the bleach. My mom panics, rushes me to the hospital, or to the doctor, or the emergency room. They're like, "Mrs. King, Mrs. King, it's okay. We th- glad you brought him in. We checked him. He's okay." He she she they told her. The good thing about this is when kids take a drink of something like that they will not drink it a second time because it tastes so horrible mm-hmm. he goes he didn't ingest enough to worry about it don't worry about it. everything's fine he's just you're gonna be a little maybe throw up or something he's gonna go. so i was i'm here today oh well, you are my sister who's three years younger than me outside in the yard with my dad one day he's mowing the grass back in the lovely 70s well back in the day some people still do it today but some people te- some people would put a gallon of gas in a milk jug when they go oh let's go get some gas for the lawnmower just take a milk jug fill it up gas in a milk jug looks like orange kool-aid if you look at gas in a milk jug it's got that right color to it depending on what gas you use it looks kind of like it's something that can be drank and it's in a milk jug not a gas container so my sister following in my footsteps three years earlier walks up to the gallon She's still with
3: us right she's still
0: with us yeah it turns out all right
3: don't light a cigarette
0: Turns that turns that gallon jug up, takes a big swig of, I don't know if it was regular gasoline, what the octane was. Took a big sip of that, and she starts gagging and going crazy. My dad's like, oh, no, it's, just, it's, it's a repeat of what Barry did at the bleach. Took her to the emergency room. My dad tells the story. He's no longer with us, but he would tell the story of that at, 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 at people that would get together. He would tell my sister's boyfriends this and stuff. Yeah, we're going down the road, and this poor girl, I'm holding her in the car, taking her to the emergency room, and she's belching gas fumes. (laughs) Uh, Going down the road, he smells gas. from her just a little little tiny girl going down the road but she wound up all right she's okay hey she didn't adjust enough to worry about it don't worry about it that that can be don't worry about it they won't take a second drink and neither one of us did they didn't go oh i'm not doing that again it's like animals that attack another animal that's they don't know like oh oh i'm a predator oh look a frog to eat they grab the frog and it's got poison on its back and they they recoil because it it, it hits them or something like that like it's a defense mechanism then that animal remembers don't try to eat that frog anymore. Right. That's wrong. He's bright yellow or got a stripe only on his back or whatever. stupid enough to go, I'll try it again. Let's do it again. I'll try it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> we're the only ones that repeat stuff that hurts us.
3: That's Well, I'm glad you guys are both okay. I was, Yeah, I, the bleach, that's
0: just crazy. Both you know, can not, kill you.
3: But oh, well, no, they can. quantities. you didn't quantities. have enough.
0: No, we didn't. One little swig is all it took. I'm like, I'm not drinking that again. Ugh. Every now and then I get the urge. When we're doing laundry in the kitchen, I'm like, there's a little bleach over there. Yeah, I remember the old. No, I don't want to do the it. The old good old <laughs> days. Clean you right As a on kid, out. The inside's really cleaned out. <laughs> I want completely bleached white organs on the inside. So the next X-ray they take or MRI, they're like, "Geez, your organs are like solid white, with no yeah. blemishes on them or anything at all." It's you imagine
3: crazy. you go, you have to go give a uh, uh, a fecal sample, and like, no,
0: it's like, why is it white? Damn, son, what have you been eating? It's
3: like a snow cone. What is this? <laughs> what is
0: going on here? Powder sugar. And it smells like Clorox. <laughs> Did you guys go to the pool? <laughs> chlorine or Clorox. I don't know what it smells like. What's chlorine bleach? Oh, look at this. We only got like four minutes left. Maybe I can sneak this in. I won't do the whole thing. This is kind of cool. Did you know that the Sherlock Holmes literary works are de- uh, are going back into public domain this year?
3: From Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? Yeah, isn't that
0: amazing? The long-running contested copyright dispute over Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's tales of a whip-smart detective, which has even earned Enola Holmes, (laughs) by the way, ensnared Ola Holmes' sister, the movie on Netflix, will finally come to an end as the 1927 copyrights expire January 1st, includes Conan Doyle's last sherlock holmes work so that wow. means if you want to film a sherlock holmes short film like as a school project or just do an independent film of your own with you sherlock could sell Holmes, whatever, it. you could do it and sell it and, and use the name sherlock holmes on it. you don't there. have to
3: pay anybody royalty or rights isn't or that, fees you don't have to pay the isn't that estate
0: crazy that's it's crazy it, and it amazed me too by the way how many movies are still in public domain that have no copyright still to this day and some of them. Now we did. Uh, you and I were affiliated here, close uh, lo- uh, locally, with a, a place called the Pump House Players at the Legion Theater here in Cartersville. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a it's a um, a, 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 a volu- kind of community a volunteer theater. community theater. Well, one one year we tried we, we 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 started showing movies in the theater again because it was originally a movie theater. Set up a projection rear projection screen and everything, and ran everything off of DVD or Blu-ray re- mm-hmm. rear projection. And I picked some of the movies at the time when we did that, and I picked, and they're like, well, how are we going to do this for the rights? I'm like, I'm going to pick all movies that are public domain. You won't believe what's out there in the public domain. Uh, I think Night of the Living Dead, the original George A. Romero movie, it was at the time, but may, may not be now. It may have gone back into copyright. Um, Snows of Kilimanjaro, a fantastic movie about Ernest Hemingway and Gregory Peck playing him mm-hmm. in the film, that was a public domain well-received critical film that I showed on on there up there on, on the screen. Uh, a lot of the sci-fi movies from the 50s, the B movies and stuff, some of the horror films from the 60s. A lot of things are still in public domain that just never never had a copyright or fell out of copyright. No one bothered to get them back into copyright uh, that still are in a public domain. That's why when you see uh, Alpha Video releases uh, Attack of the Giant Mantis, you know, or it's on a different video company's title thing every time it's because they're just they just grab a, a, a copy of it mass produce it sell it and then another company grabs a hold of it and just sends it out cuz they don't have to pay anything hmm. for the rights to these things and i think that's kind of interesting but i wouldn't have think i wouldn't think that conan doyle sherlock holmes would have that's very that's very popular work I mean, right movies and he's a legend he's he's like the he's like the 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 most legendary detective next to batman
3: <laughs> bruce wayne that there is everyone you know? has heard of sherlock holmes
0: right and the new movie enola holmes with Those uh yeah with uh millie, with bobby, millie brown bobby brown and henry cavill i haven't seen that still haven't seen the second one i need to see the second one you said it was pretty it's good really good i want to see the second one and uh, i love them both i liked him and i like him too and i like her she's a great i like actress. the way they shot it i like the way they
3: edited it i like the fact that it she breaks good. the
0: fourth wall and talks to you it was appropriate. There was When done appropriately, that works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work uh, when, you, when you break the wall and talk to the audience. But sometimes it does when it's, when it's not either overdone or it's ridiculous. I mean, you're not supposed to be well. We're not supposed to be there. Why are they talking to us? Well, it's a little tongue-in-cheek sometimes. I can, I can handle that.
3: It, it, it's a great storytelling device the way they do Enola Holmes. I was so surprised I, how much I liked it.
0: I wonder. I need to look up. Who was the first person to break the fourth wall? Had to come from theater? The the earth, earth, well, came from. theater. I'm talking about in movies or shorts and film. I really think it may be somebody else, but I'll do some research on it and find out. My best guess is it was, all, it, was it was Laurel and Hardy, cause uh, the heavyset one, Stan Laurel. Stan Laurel, yeah.
3: No, he it was Stan's, Oliver is, Holly. Sorry, oh, 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 Ollie.
0: Yeah. Every now and then he uh, he would uh, the other one would do something stupid, and he would look at the camera and just shake his head and look right at the viewer. He did it, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Alan Hale Jr. would do it on Gilligan's Island when Gilligan would do something stupid because his dad, Alan Hale, worked with them, and he knew them. So it's something he took into Gilligan's Island. So I wonder if it was Laurel and Hardy that did it first. I'll have to look that up. Breaking the fourth wall. We don't have a wall to break here on radio. We no. just talk. Speak the right. we'll be back next week.
2: I'd like to talk to you for just a moment about safety. When we go to the beach, there are lifeguards there to watch out for our safety. Crossing guards are in the street for the same reason, to help protect us. Now, things like that are fine, but we can't count on someone always being around to protect us. We should practice thinking of safety all the time. So don't take a chance. And that's true whether you're crossing a street or driving a car. Think safety.